Who is Jesus? As disciples, we know the answer to this question. We say who Jesus is every time we profess our creed. But his family and friends in Nazareth were skeptical, disagreeing and angry about who he was proclaiming to be and what was going to happen. Through the words of Isaiah, Jesus was saying he was the Messiah and will usher in what he calls the kingdom of God for both the Jews and the Gentiles. We have to put something in context here too. They have known Jesus most likely his entire life. So to hear him initially could be amazing, but ultimately for them, what he was saying and proclaiming was unsettling. This initial opportunity for the people of his hometown to become his disciples did not go well, to say the least. We, as Jesus' disciples, living on this side of the resurrection, have the opportunity to read this gospel in the light of what we know and profess about Jesus. We can think about how we would respond to Jesus' words, believing what we do about him. Surely we would not respond the way his family and friends did to him. But can we act in similar ways as the people of Nazareth toward our own families and friendships? Think of the people we know the best, your spouse, your children, our parents, our brothers and sisters, our friends. Because we know them so well, because we see their imperfections, do we take our loved ones less seriously? Are we less patient with them than someone outside of the family? It's only my brother, it's only my sister, I don't need to listen to them. These are the people we love. Discipleship often begins within our families, from within these domestic churches. This is where discipleship is modeled for one another and expressed through love and forgiveness. We not only want to know Jesus, but we want to be like him. To be like Jesus is to love as he does. Paul's hymn of love, written to the Corinthians, brings this all together. If we really want to know how Jesus loves us, we can do a little spiritual exercise with this reading. So we heard it proclaimed that love is patient, love is kind, and so on. What if we take the name of Jesus and put it where the word love is in this great hymn? Then it would read like this. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not jealous. He is not pompous. He is not inflated. He is not rude. Jesus does not seek out his own interest. He is not quick-tempered. He does not brood over injury. Jesus does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Jesus bears all things. Jesus believes all things. He hopes all things. Jesus endures all things. Jesus never fails. 
This is how our Savior loves us. But continuing this exercise, what if we put the word I in place of the word love? It would read like this. I am patient. I am kind. I am not jealous. I am not pompous. I am not inflated. I am not rude. I do not seek out my own interests. I am not quick-tempered. I do not brood over injury. I do not rejoice over wrongdoings, but rejoice with the truth. I bear all things, I believe all things, I hope all things, I endure all things. I never fail. I think if we are honest with ourselves, we can see that the love we have for the people in our lives might fall short of being the ideal love that Jesus has for us. We can see there is room for growth because we are not ideal. We have been transformed by Christ, but still need forming and shaping, blessing and forgiveness. We are not perfect, but through Christ we are being perfected. There is something more here. We can see in this hymn the imperfections of our loved ones too. If we know our loved ones, then we know their imperfections. There is room for growth in all of us. This does not mean we ignore the imperfections that inhibit growth and change that is needed for these relationships to flourish. We believe, though, love is lived out as sacrifice for the other by willing it and being committed to it. We love the person even with the imperfections. We are given grace to sustain this love. It's in need of our cooperation. Paul's hymn of love belongs in every disciple's hearts and their homes. Let's consider it a mission statement that empowers our families and friendships to perfect the love we have been given through Christ for him and for one another.